we will find you, we will prosecute you, and we will send you to jail. Money. Dynamite. Dynamite. Um. Since I could remember, police accountability has always been an issue. So we're gonna talk about that. I do it. But we're here to talk about police accountability, something I truly love. This channel um, originally started as Project DTO, which originally was an app that I was designing to track police accountability. But in in my hubris and lack of uh, program manage, project management, I didn't understand the undertaking I was taking on and how... The political system has made it almost impossible to hold police accountable unless you get everything on camera. And even when you get everything on camera, there's still a strong likelihood it won't be enough. But in these situations, we have officers being held accountable. We have three stories we want to cover today. Let's start with the just to catch up with this one. Liz, can you stop pulling the handcuffs on my wrist? You dumb don't listen. You're not stronger than me, Liz. I'm letting you know that. Alright, let's go. We're gonna All take right. a seat. Watch your head getting into the car. Ah, Liz, can you stop just, pulling the cuffs? Just get in the car, get inside. Get in the car. Get in the car. Get in the car. Oh my wrist, I Once can't you get in the car, she'll let go. So why she started closing? So just get in the car. This kid, he's got Moxie. So I want to explain something here. A person complaining about discomfort while he's in cuff is a valid thing because people can lose limbs. And fingers because officers are douchebags, they're incompetent, and they'll put those things on too damn tight. Uh, it's not it's not foreign. It's something that's been documented and recorded. But he's sitting down, he's facing them, so his hands are behind him. He's no longer complaining about that. He's literally about to get into the car. Are you surprised you have to ask somebody that you're arresting to do something multiple times? Is it's just a force of habit, and there's sort of this weird dichotomy where officers are expected us to act immediately but they don't do what's expected of them so this guy just he was the person that pulled up in this vehicle and that vehicle pulled up i thought around 45 seconds so he just got there they've asked him i heard him about six times to get in the car he gets in and he just escalates it to the roof big bad tough guy got pulled back by a a a a smaller officer he's not that tough but that officer then lunged at his fellow officer and put her his hand on her clavicle. And some, I guess, justice is being attempting to be served. Police officer charged after allegedly grabbing fellow officer by the throat 
in Sunrise. Ooh. A police officer in Sunrise, Florida, has been charged with assault on a fellow officer after grabbing her by the throat. The broad, broad, Broward? Is that Broward or Broward? Broward State Attorney announced on July 21st. The incident in question was captured by body cam footage, which shows a man being led in handcuffs by several police officers into a police car. That's another thing that's kind of funny to me is that he knew he was on camera, right? He saw he was on camera. Everyone has body cameras. And they and they still act with this unbridled discretion because in their mind they still think they're above the law and to their credit, they've been it's been proven on several occasions that they are. But in this situation, you he made he broke the cardinal rule. You attacked your own. You attacked your own. His violence and his aggression was so prepared, he, he put his hands on his own. And, and you broke ranks. You broke that thin blue line. And that blue line is now stepping on you. And I love to see it. Um, I, I What's the most he can be charged with, I guess, is the thing that I, I want to know. Uh, the Miami uh, Herald City Police reports in identifying the man as Gene, uh, uh, who was accused of punching another man in the face. <laughs> Uh, when the police tell him to enter the vehicle, da da da. Okay, but how, what's the sentence he could get? I don't want the transcript. Uh, okay, they gave us the transcript. Uh, uh charges with the battery of law enforcement tampering with evidence. Ooh, on his cell phone, assault on a law enf- enforcement officer, and assault on a civilian male. Ooh. had been on administrative leave. They said that officer had been on administrative leave since the incident. But if he he, that, he could be serving real jail time for that. Assault on officer? That ain't no joke. But I'm happy to see it. But could we do more? This was just a charge. You know, this could be a slap on a wrist. Do we have any concrete uh, accountability? You goddamn right we do. I wouldn't come to y'all with anything less. Breaking news from WCCO. Hello, we have breaking news right now. Sentencing is in for the former Minneapolis police officer Jay Alexander King. U.S. District Judge Paul Magnuson has sentenced him on 36 months on charges of involuntary manslaughter for the death of George Floyd. Now, we will find out the sentencing for another former officer, Tutau, later on this morning. Now, King, Tau, and their colleague Thomas Lane were convicted in February of violating Floyd's rights by depriving him of medical care. Floyd was pinned under former officer Derek Chauvin's knee for nine and a half minutes while Floyd repeatedly said he couldn't breathe. King and Tao were also convicted of failing to intervene to stop Chauvin in the killing, which was recorded on video by a bystander and sparked protests worldwide. Now, while Chauvin pinned down Floyd's neck, King held Floyd's back. Lane held his feet and Tao kept bystanders from intervening. Chauvin, who pleaded guilty to one count of violating Floyd's rights, did get a federal sentence of 21 years. And then last week, federal judge sentenced Lane to two and a half years. So we know Jay Alexander King now 
sentenced to six more months than that at three years. Our legal analyst, Joe Tamburino, here with us now. Joe, are you surprised at this sentence? This does put a smile on my no, face. No, I'm not surprised. Judge Magnuson has been kind to the three other officers. Obviously, he has gone below what the prosecutor has uh, requested. And he's just given Mr. King six more months than what Mr. Lane got. So he's getting three years. So we know the prosecutor and George Floyd's family had asked for much more time. What did Judge Magnuson take into consideration? Mr. Tao, and for that matter, Mr. Lane, just basically misjudged the situation. And really, the fundamental actor in all of this was Mr. Chauvin. So 36 months, what does that mean in a federal sentence? Do you serve that entire time? And what happens afterwards? You do not serve the entire time. Basically, in federal sentencing, you get 85% of your time served and 15% off. It's about 54 days off a year. So for a 36-month sentence, you will serve approximately 31 months. Uh, Joe, we have heard the judge say that he's calling the date of surrender October 4th. Because we know Jay Alexander King, Thomas Lane, and Tutau are not it behind bars right now. They are out. Um, but the judge now is saying you need to come and report to prison October 4th. Uh, does that surprise you? Yes, that does surprise me because on October 24th is their state trial. And it's very difficult to have a state trial with someone who is in federal custody. Though we might think the federal and local governments coordinate well, sometimes that just doesn't happen. So what that signifies to me is perhaps they're working out a deal in state court. Uh, so why wait then until October 4th? Well, correct. I mean, if they were really going to go to trial, I would imagine the defense attorneys would have asked the judge to simply delay the reporting date. There's nothing magical about October 4th. Judge Magnuson has the authority to say you don't have to surrender till January of next year. So it's very telling that he or, or Mr. Uh, King is going to be going into federal custody a full 20 days before his state trial. Correct me if I'm wrong. That's the same date of surrender for Thomas Lane, too. I'm not sure about when Mr. Lane was ordered to go okay. in, but Mr. Lane's already wrapped up his right. cases. He's not going to trial. Right. Uh, the judge also said that he is recommending a federal prison in either Duluth or in South Dakota, trying to keep uh, Mr. King closer to home. That's correct. I mean, in situations like this where you're serving less than five years, the place you want to be is the Duluth uh, work camp. Now, no one wants to be in prison, of course, but if you're going to be going to federal prison, uh, the Duluth facility is the best one. So he has <laughs> a federal they have sentencing a Yelp here. Review? Uh, let's say this, the, you know, they take a plea with the state. Or all right. So basically, uh, for all you don't know, y'all remember the George uh, Floyd uh, riots and the incidents that went down. Um, here these people are serving consequences for that, which I love to see. Clap it. We love it. For it. Because, uh, feigning ignorance isn't, uh, nine-tenths of the law, whatever that bullshit is. But, y'all know I'm not done, right? Y'all know I'm not done. We got one more officer, and he's getting slapped the fuck up. He's getting, he's truly getting slapped the hell up. Former Logan PD officer sentenced to nine years for civil rights violations. About seven months ago, I posted a video about a West Virginia police officer 
Uh, Everett Maynard, formerly of Logan, West Virginia Police Department, who was found guilty by a federal jury of violating an an arrestee's civil rights by using excessive force. This was caught on video, and this is this was one of the where the officer was caught by a surveillance camera flipping off the bird. The hubris, right? To violate someone's rights, get caught on camera, and to think you're so above it all, you flipped off the camera. The, oh, do we have video? Happy on this? Tuesday. About seven months ago, I posted a video about a West Virginia police officer, Everett, okay, waiting no, room, hauling him across the room and ramming his head against the doorframe. The assault initially rendered the victim unconscious and left him with a broken shoulder, a broken nose, and a cut to his head that required staples to close. While the defendant officer assaulted the victim, the defendant berated the victim for, quote, making demands of him by, among other things, asking to go to the bathroom. After the assault, uh, he left the victim unconscious in a pool of his own blood. Thereafter, he bragged about the force that he used. It's important to note that in this actual case, the jury was instructed that a police officer, and I quote, may not use force merely because an arrestee questions an officer's authority, insults the officer, uses profanity, or otherwise engages in verbal provocation, unless the force was otherwise objectively reasonable at the time it was... The thing that makes this extra disgusting is that the dude was handcuffed, right? He was... he When he gets him here, he, like, he's unconscious right here, right? So it's just like the manners of of how this was handled and the hubris once again for him not to think he was in. So he got nine years in federal prison and we fucking love to see it. Clap it. It's a celebration, honestly. But I think the tides are turning. Floyd, for whatever you think of the situation, has made it painfully clear. A message has gone out. We will find you. We will prosecute you. And we will send you to jail. And there's a, a laughable stat that I'm excited to hear. Where in 2024, 2023, the average uh, the average of police officers behind bars is increasing because of accountability. And that's just something beautiful. You feel me? So. Uh,